0: Hey guys, uh, I missed you guys last week, but um, I'm excited to talk today. I want to talk about the 12 volt battery problem I have in my EV6. I want we want to talk about how to tow a, a dead EV because I think that's huge. But really, I think the number one thing I want to talk about is I missed the podcast where we made fun of Mike's bulldog, and then him hitting multiple multiple things. It wasn't just a pole. He also had a Tesla before this. That he also ran into someone with. I think Mike has some like like self-driving issues or maybe he should use self-drive more like i don't know i mean i just i can't believe i missed the opportunity to rip on mike on a podcast
1: welcome to plug in for more brought to you by evuniverse.com ev universe is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant.
2: Yeah, here we are. I mean, I guess first off, what you do is you take your car out of old man mode that um, <laughs> you typically keep your car in. Uh, but yeah, okay, I mean, so let well, I'll, I'll break it all down for you, Bryant, and and for everyone out there. Yeah. So the the history behind this, and for the listeners that you know listened to early on in the podcast, there was an incident uh, about two and a half or so years ago. Um, maybe not that long. Maybe it's a year, year and a half now. <laughs> Something that a while ago. I like to put it out there. Many, many miles of driving ago, um, I rear-ended somebody at a traffic light. They had went, got halfway through the intersection, then stopped. I had looked left, went right. Anyways, so that was uh, a Tesla P85D that I rear-ended the lady with, um, and then that one got fixed, yada, yada, yada. Now, I was at a parking deck with my family, and we'd just left a restaurant, and there's a big concrete pillar, and the way I parked was far away from everybody, so of course, I keep the Rivian looking nice and pretty, and that turned out exactly how i intended by reversing and it was just in between the sensors and i fully cranked the wheel and just smacked the door um and so that was a uh i think the insurance right now is looking at like a 6700 claim on that originally it was supposed to be higher but it looks like it's actually gonna be less so um a lot of that was actually due to the rearview mirror getting need to be mm-hmm. replaced and then all the sensors having to be recalibrated and because it's a rivian and there's not too many um, repair centers, they have to flatbed it about an hour and a half away, get it fixed there and then bring it back to the other body shop. So there's there's a lot of costs that really I don't think are normally necessary, like to flatbed a truck because of a rear view mirror um, or a side mirror. But anyways, um well So thanks, Brian, for all this. But in
3: your in your defense, I won't often come here. But this pillar, it probably wasn't painted like bright yellow. It was probably just like a gray concrete hard to see in the dark, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's really well lit um, area um, that it was white and right next to the truck that I just previously walked past um, and had to make sure I didn't hit my uh, the passenger door when putting my child into the rear seat. So I've got no excuses at all whatsoever. You know,
0: listener two, I think, you know, this is a pattern with Mike as well. When he crashes his car, he gets a new car. He just just doesn't get it fixed. He gets a new car.
2: (laughs) I guess you're calling a spade a spade. Yeah, so I do have a Cybertruck that's finally, like, maybe coming in any day now. Um, So let's talk about that, where where I'm at. Um, So Cybertruck originally put my reservation in four years ago on opening night. accidentally got three because, you know, that's things are going smooth. And then I configured about 65 days ago, so got my invitation to actually configure the vehicle, did that, got the all-wheel drive version, um, and then I've been waiting for the bin. And I called the local Tesla store. They have not delivered any yet, so it looks like I'll probably be one of the first in in my area to get one. Um, I'm bugging them more than um, I probably should, but they've been very kind and uh, understanding and uh yeah so in the meantime i am driving a kia ev6 bryant which should make you very very happy it's a great great car doesn't have as much storage as a as a truck but um it's it's doing well
0: i am happy you're driving an ev6 i miss mine and uh but before we get into that though mike tell me about the like the decision you're gonna have here though Cybertruck or f-150 platinum lightning
2: yeah so okay so here here's what's running through my mind. So we have the the Rivian is a great truck. I love it. It's the four-motor. It's 835 horsepower. The range is over um I mean it's, I think it's it's going much, much better than what it it typically is rated for. I mean, I'm seeing 360 miles typically on a charge. I mean, it's doing really, really well. Um, that's because I'm not doing 85 on the highway. It's really a mixed use vehicle for me. The problem that I have with it is it's, there's not as much room in the, in the cab is what I need. So I've got two kids, I've got two dogs. Um, you know, we throw a bunch of stuff in the bed all the time. The frunk is a good size. The gear tunnel is great, but it's just not quite big enough. Um. So, looking at the Cybertruck versus the F one hundred and fifty Lightning, obviously the cab in the F one hundred and fifty Lightning is the biggest of the three. Cybertruck is kind of a middle ground there, um, but the Cybertruck's a hundred grand. I mean, it's really, really expensive. The F one hundred and fifty Lightning right now, especially even a platinum or a Lariat, I mean, those are significant discounts. You can get a brand new platinum off the lot for seventy one, seventy two right now. has massaging seats and um all the different tow packages it's really it's I mean the MSRP on those is close to ninety five thousand, a hundred thousand themselves. So, you know, do you do I save myself thirty thousand dollars? Not have the cool new thing on the on the road. Um yeah. So it's an ego thing at this point.
3: And we know how much you like your flash. So I have a feeling it Mm -hmm. might be worth thirty thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, of course, to make my ego feel better
0: yep i mean also listener i just i just want to paint a picture here of mike has a reputation in the raleigh community of of being that cool ev guy and i think we should do a listener poll which is cooler uh, an f-150 lightning which i think is cool or a Cybertruck? like mike has a he has to keep up his appearances in this community
3: All right, but the price thing is really something to consider. And like I'm looking at the Ford and what they're doing with their prices, and obviously the Lightning's coming down, the Mach-E's coming down, which I'm a little bitter about the Mach-E pricing because right now you can go get the same exact Mach-E that I bought a year ago for forty-three thousand dollars. It looks like, which I was at about fifty thousand. I paid for mine, so that's roughly you know. A grand difference for the same price that i got my maki all Wheel drive select i could go get a brand new gt version of that same car right now yep it's disheartening yeah
2: i know it is i mean that's what same thing happened with my uh the model y's too i mean i bought it at the top and then you know elon dropped the price substantially like you know yeah. 15 grand overnight basically and that hurt that stung um so i feel like that's a trickle down effect that we're seeing right now across the board for all this is for manufacturers especially ford
4: yeah
0: yeah no mike i don't want to rip on you too much i just missed you i hope you feel the love
2: hope you feel oh, the love i felt like you were giving me a hug as you're ripping uh, me apart there that that was <laughs> like oh i didn't see it for a while there buddy thanks thanks for the compliments <laughs> you're welcome um well, tom man. when you, and really quick how, any
0: updates on your Tesla adapter for your Mach-E? I know Ford is one of the first ones. Have you heard anything about this?
3: I have seen leaked prototype images floating across the internet, but I have heard nothing official from Ford. So I don't think there's anything out there yet that's going to be definitive on what we're going to see or when we're going to get it. But between leaked images of the adapter and some software updates being pushed out to select vehicles, that's the the most that I've seen so far. Hmm.
0: Interesting. When you get it, I can't wait to try it. And I want to try it maybe on my EV6, but I don't think it will work. I think to your point, it has to be a software and a and a hardware like adapter. I think you need yeah. to use an adapter.
1: You are listening to the Plug In for More podcast. If you're looking for information on electric vehicles, electric vehicles components, or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint, look no further than EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle.
2: So, Brian. What I want to know is uh, what happened over the last few days. We received some text messages from you frantically upset about your car not working. It was stalled uh, or dead on the side of the road. You were out of town. Your wife, very upset with you for many different things. But um, in particular, this car not not working. So Kia EV6, dead on the side of the road.
0: What happened? Yeah, it's a good one. So um my wife might want to join us for this episode we'll see um she has strong opinions i uh i left her with the ev6 and i went away on a work trip i happened to be in to florida and i get a i get a video from her sunday after i land of luckily it was at her sister's house but it was the dreaded 12 volt battery warning that's very common for some reason right now with ev6s and other evs too um the car is a 2022, it has thirty-one thousand miles on it, and all the forms were warning like right around this time is when your your battery's gonna die. So I was hoping I would be the only one that didn't have this issue, but um yeah, she sent me the video and asked what to do. <laughs> and really you can't do much when the twelve volt dies like this. There is no warning. The twelve volt was just dead. And um before we before we tell more of the story. I always when I when I bring this up, the number one question I always get is like, why does your why does your EV, which has a massive battery, you know, a 90 kilowatt a plus battery, why does it have a 12 volt battery? So, so Tom, you know, my question for you is, why does an EV have this stupid 12 volt little battery when it has this massive, you know, 90 plus kilowatt battery that actually drives the car? Like, why do EVs have these stupid little 12 volt batteries?
3: I think there's a couple different reasons we could point out, but the the biggest part of it is that your main battery for your EV is harnessing so much power. It's a ridiculous amount of power to make it go down the road. That much power isn't necessary to power your radio, to power your ECU, and all these other little smaller uh, electronics within your vehicle, which traditionally have been operated by a 12-volt battery system. So you've got this traditional system, which is kind of like a legacy idea where all the manufacturers in and around the automotive industry know how to make parts and components that function on a 12-volt system. And frankly, I don't think we want 800 volts coming through your radio. I mean, that's not safe for anybody. So that's the big reason why is an adaptability to how it's always been done. And also the amount of power that's required to push that car down the road needs an enormous jolt the lightning to make it happen.
0: That makes sense. And, and in your, kind of in your past life, when you were, you know, first responder, police officer, I know, you know, 10 years ago when EVs first came out, people were really worried about like the jaws of life and cutting through cables and stuff. So how do you feel like, you know, our first responders still kind of worried about EVs when they see them crashed
3: or is it less of a thing? I think you there is still going to be a fear and hesitancy around it just because of a stigma that has been applied to those cars. And a lot of it is just not knowing and not understanding because for all we know and some of the horror stories that have been told to first responders is that if you don't know what happens inside of that car during a crash, you don't know where these high voltage lines are running. And what if, God forbid, one of these high voltage lines were to be pierced by a sheet of metal that was damaged in the crash, now that whole car is electrified. And I think there's a belief that there's far more of those high voltage lines running through a car than there really is
0: yeah so that makes sense too though if you know the 12 volts powering the windows and the door locks and the radio less of a less concern in the event of a crash or a safety versus you you're running through the whole battery through the car that makes sense
3: i, I said I, I would like to hear from friend of the show Renee on her feelings about the failure of her 12 volt battery
0: I think uh, let's have the let's have this from the horse's mouth. She was the one with the car, so so she's the one that broke it she broke it: you got these
4: fancy, yeah out the whole deal I don't know
3: if you that part of the story hey, if, if you're gonna be sassy at least put your mouth closer to the mic so we can hear you
4: mm, I'm not sassy it's all facts
3: <laughs> sassy facts hi Renee how are you
4: I'm so well how are you doing well you should probably just ask me a simple yet loaded question like Renee after having an EV for two years how do you feel about being an ev owner
3: so renee after having owned an ev for two years how are you feeling about it
4: you know i was nervous about getting an ev that was not my choice got the ev kia 6 i did fall in love with it it's all good i love driving the car i love i i hate driving gas-powered vehicles now after driving an ev they're a lot more smooth the ev is um They're fast, which is awesome. Uh, The best part, of course, is not having to fill up with gas ever. That's amazing. Don't ever want to have to do that again. So there are so many positives. I still think they have a long ways to go for the fact of being, Renee, you've only owned an EV for two years. You have like a really good car still. How many miles does it have on it? 31,000 miles. It's not that bad. Why did it have to be towed as this brand new vehicle? Um, I think that's really lame. And so when it's like battery fault, like get it together. I don't even have words for that. On top of that, this is not an EV fault. I think it's a functionality of our country fault. Like we need more charging stations. We need more charging stations that actually work and you can't take it on long road trips. You can it's not as easy. You have to plan. You can't go fast because your husband's yelling at you that you're using up all the charge and you still have X amount of miles to get to before you're at the next charging station. And that's just dumb. Like, well, I have a vehicle that can go so fast and it's, it feels so good and you can't use it. And again, I don't think that's the vehicle's fault. It's it's actually having more, um, well, we're in Michigan, so maybe that's a problem. Otherwise, Otherwise, other places probably have it. So that's dumb. I don't like the fact that, okay, we have charging stations sporadically, but now we have to pay to get another contraption because most of the charging stations aren't for whatever he is. They're all for Teslas still. So that's kind of lame there. So you have to pay for another extra thing. Learn all about that. There's a huge learning curve. I don't have time to learn all this stuff about the cars, And if you do and you're into that, that's pretty sweet. But me, I could care less. Just like, I want to get in the car and go. And you have to find out all this information about this car to get in the car and go. And then, what was my other complaint?
3: Well, I was just hoping that we could get to why you let the 12-volt battery go dead.
4: I did not let the 12-volt battery go dead. Like, what? it shouldn't have. So and that's the other like it's so stupid why is this car like get it i don't know just get it together you should i shouldn't have to have towed this car like what if i didn't what if i was in the middle of a target parking lot and this happened and you have to get it towed what if i didn't have any friends and they can't come and get me like well i know you have more to say that i get it i opened myself up for that one
2: yeah you did
4: (laughs) but so that's not bad enough okay fine there's I don't even know what's up with the 12 votes, but they're, I keep hearing they're faultier. Okay, fine. Go and get it replaced. Yay, cool. Going to get the car back. Try to go get the car back, and it happens again?
2: Yeah, I've only had my gas car towed a couple times.
4: Never? Oh, oh, don't even, because that's another thing he wow. said. It's like it's just like having a gas car towed. I'm like, I've never had a gas car towed. Oh, so I mean, what you, I have. Like, what? Yeah. I, I'm 40. I've never had a gas car towed.
3: You are very privileged.
4: What you have, Tom? Oh, yes. No, you have not. You're lying. Right. I feel like you're both very biased right now. So,
3: Mike has been a part of another vehicle that I used to have where we had to push it to start it. Mm-hmm. Like on Front Street in Traverse Is it City. You? Hmm? Yeah,
2: huh?
4: How old was it?
3: 1979.
2: It only, I mean, it only had like 300,000 miles on it, but. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> All right. I want to get us back on track here a little bit.
3: We've got an EV6 now that's in the shop. And then what did we learn?
4: Yes. Oh, so now Brian said he wanted to take it over. I don't know why it happened, but it happened again and we still don't have it. It's been a week now. It doesn't work. Tell me that. Riddle me that.
0: So this is why I made fun of Mike so much at the beginning, because I knew this was going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
2: I would have so much opportunity to get her back. (laughs) Get the collies back. You're going to get it. All right. So
0: I would say three things to get back on track. If you have a 12-volt battery that's dead, you don't have to get it towed. You can do other things. You could go to the store and buy a new 12-volt battery and install it yourself. It's very easy. We also have a jump pack in the car that you can jump the battery with, but I felt like it'd be easier if my wife would just have the car towed, because it's under warranty, and that's what you have a warranty for. That's why we bought the Kia EV6, because it has a 10-year, 100,000 miles. So, I would say those are two options for you if you do have this 12-volt battery failure, which seems to be prevalent. Have a jump pack in the car, it will jump the battery, and it should last... I've never done this before but it should last to you turn the car off so it should get you to where you're going or go to a any any parts store and get a 12 volt battery and just change it out yourself that's possible so this takes us to the towing of the car we use the kia ev roadside app you'd think they sent someone out they could actually figure out how to tow oh, a car
4: should. i won't be mad i promise I do want to say a big shout out for the, the Kiwi Connect app. They were awesome. They were amazing through every step of the way. That was a shining star.
0: Okay. So I do get a text from my sister in law because it's in her driveway, and the, the tow truck driver could not figure out how to get the vehicle into neutral because the battery's dead. So I guess he tried to drag it. I guess he like, there's no way you're dragging that car. <laughs> it's <laughs> way too heavy. So I get on a speakerphone with him. I was like, Dude, don't you have a jump box? He's like, yeah. it's like, just jump the battery like a normal car and put it in neutral. So that's episode. That's the second thing is if you have a dead 12-volt battery, (laughs) tell the tow truck driver just simply to jump it like a normal car and you can put it in neutral. But I know that's I know that actually like confuses a lot of people because I read about it all the time or I hear about it. They can't figure out how to tow their car because they can't get it neutral. Um, Have you guys ever had that? Anything like that? with any of your EVs or
2: no? Yeah. I mean, there's, um, I haven't had to do it yet with the roadster. Um, but there's a bunch of, um, procedures out there just because of the roadsters. I mean, obviously they're a lot older kind of specialty thing. Um, so that was one of the first things I did when I got the car is make sure I understood that procedure because it is different. Um, so you don't, you know, make sure you don't mess anything up. You don't have tow drivers who are just trying to yank it, you know, onto their truck, that kind of stuff. Um, so, and I, don't want to make this sound silly but i mean just like any other car when you get it reading the owner's manual and being familiar with how to handle emergency situations is a probably a good thing so um it's gonna be different with an ev and i know i can see renee like shaking the head um but you know having access to that and you know making sure that you know what to do in a situation where especially if you're in northern michigan you could be out very far away from home um, in the middle of nowhere at very cold temperatures. It'd be good to know like what your options are if things go wrong. So be, being prepared. And be one
3: of those people that has time to educate yourself. That's
2: right.
0: Exactly. So I will fast forward. They get, to to- they get it towed to the dealership. The dealership is really good. Text me. Hey, we tested your battery. It's dead. Like it failed. We're going to put a new 12 volt in. Cool. I think it's the end of the day. Um, I tell them I'm going to be back on Thursday. It's Monday afternoon. So I said, hey, I'll be back Thursday. I'll pick up the car around 6 o'clock at night. Fast forward to uh, Thursday. Uh, I texted them, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late. My flight's delayed. Can you just leave the keys in the car? And they uh, said, well, you know what? Actually, the battery just failed again. 12-volt is dead again. Brand new 12-volt. So this begs the question, what is going on? Is Is this a 12-volt problem? Or... Kia also has some recalls on the ICCU, which is the uh, onboard charging unit. And mine was, t- my software was updated last August on it. Hmm. But the only option at this point is for them, since it's already been upgraded, the software is to replace it. And the onboard charging unit controls a 12 volt battery charging. And so the, the theory is one of three either the ICCU itself has failed and there's, like I said, there's a recall on this in South in uh, South Korea, where, ironically, the coolant that goes through the ICCU is leaking and actually damaging the ICCU itself. Mm. Hasn't happened in the U.S. yet. There's no recall on it. But if it's happening in South Korea, it's probably happening here. So that's a possibility. Or the tech said that the charging levels in the ICCU are either not charging the 12 volt enough, so it's letting it die. So I'm skeptical if it's a brand new 12 volt, if that's the case. Or... It's charging it too much, and it's actually blowing up the twelve volt battery. So either way, the next step is. So if you have this problem, I'd highly recommend new twelve volt. If that fixes it, you're good. If your next twelve, if your new twelve volt's dead, then it's probably the ICCU. Hmm. So I have an ICCU on order. It should be here on Wednesday. But again, I get kudos to Kia dealership. They had a rental car waiting for me at the airport, so when I landed, walked out terminal car and it was good to go. So I've had. Relatively minor disruptions, besides obviously the cars being at the dealership. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. I know there's other EVs that have had trouble with with twelve volts. Mike, you've owned more EVs than any of us. Any uh, any
2: thoughts you have? Uh, none. I mean, you know, I guess there, there's a reason that Tesla moved to um one on the Cybertruck, the 48-volt the architecture, right? So that's, that's you know, changing things in that realm. Um, Tesla did also move to their lithium-ion, um, you know, battery for the, the auxiliary. So that's something with the newer, you know, um, vehicles that they have as well. So, you know, the, as the industry is going along, there's a lot more um, power that's needed from the 12-volt. So these things are not lasting as long as they used to. Um, and that's just been... A kind of a well-known fact from you know many years ago to i mean now it's crazy how much computing power is um going in these cars EV or not and so you know they're they really need to get away from that as best they can and i think you know tesla if you're looking at a any company out there is probably doing the best job of it and they do give a really good warning when even on the older cars, when that 12 volts about to go, typically, um, I've had that happen. and I had a, a week or so before that died. Now, of course, there's other people that had issues and they had to get them um, towed in similar scenarios that Renee is describing. But that wasn't as frequent, um, if I recall correctly. So, you know, um, like anything else, there's going to be bugs within um, industries as things change. And frankly, a lot of it has to do with just the computing power of these, these new cars. There's so much technology in them. You know, something's got to give at some point.
0: Yeah, I mean, to your point, I I have obviously had twelve volt batteries replaced in gas cars, and it's the same thing. And I think there's I think there's kind of like four main things here. Is I chose to go down the warranty replacement path for the EV six battery because it's under warranty and it's free. But I could, to your point, replace the battery with a aftermarket lithium ion, which would probably be better. But it's going to cost. Those are like four or five hundred bucks. But I know a lot of people that have done that just replace the the twelve volt. Hmm. Um, or you know, see if there's. In my case, I didn't do any of this, but I never, I never really checked the Kia Connect app or any of that stuff. But I know a lot of people killing their 12 volt batteries by consistently checking the Kia app or other things. Checking, you know, I think Mike, you mentioned this on Tesla, checking the cameras, like all this stuff. Like, I never do that, but there's that option. And and then the last one is maybe it's this ICCU, and it's not it's not the 12 volt batteries. It's actually a bigger problem which I'm glad we, we caught. So,
3: yeah, we'll see. Gentlemen and Renee. we appreciate you being here, and thanks for talking with us and explaining the downfalls of the 12-volt battery system. I look forward to our next conversation. Good luck, Renee. Yeah, I hope it's fixed by then. Thank
1: you for listening to Plug In For More. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, evuniverse.com. Until next time.